Well, the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That means that the Lord, when you woke up this morning, the Lord kept his word and he made another day. And so this is what you and I are to do the rest of the day. We're to rejoice and be glad. A word that rhymes with glad or words is mad, sad, rad, fad, whatever. But we're supposed to rejoice and be glad. And so that's what we are here to do. And I want to thank all of you for being here, those that are online. I want to thank you for being with us. We will take people whatever form we can get them. And we're just glad to know that the Lord loves it when we do what the Bible says, and that's not forsake the assembling of ourselves. The church has always been together, and the real church will always be together until it's called home. Amen. This morning, I don't know what time it was, that doesn't matter, but the Lord said, I want you to do something on Wednesday. This can be confusing if you don't listen. He said that I want you to have church Wednesday night with anybody that will come. So we're having, say this with me, I'm learning that you, you, you've got to make people say it, okay? We're having in person, okay, let me explain what that means. That means that your person, yourself, your human fleshly body can walk in this building for church. Now, unless the Lord comes back, based on previous history, there is a very high percentage, someone sitting in here looking at me and have said that, will call or text the church or me or message somebody on Facebook and say, are we having church Wednesday night? I ain't making it up. I promise you. I've got witnesses in here that can vouch for what I'm telling you. So Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to begin to worship our Lord and Savior this Wednesday night. If it happens again the next Wednesday night or whenever it happens again, I will tell you just like that. I didn't ask God why or anything else. He just said, I want you to have service with everybody Wednesday night. And the praise team normally practices and all that. But that's what we're going to do this Wednesday. So come to church while you can come to church. Amen. Did anybody at all listen to the 23rd Psalm last week as we read it together? Did those words bless your, not my words, but Psalm 20, did, did they just give you hope? And just a little, just a window of light, it did me. And I've been thinking about it, and I've ran into it all week long. I really have. Well, on Wednesday, we talked about something that's equally important to that. And this morning, we're going to do the same thing. We need to understand that the Lord is our shepherd. And I want to tell you this. You'll never enjoy your life as a believer if you only know the Lord from the, the vantage point or standpoint of being a Savior. Oh, he died for my sins. If he is not the closest thing in your life to you, you're going to miss out on a whole lot. And I've been telling you, we have been talking about preparation for a long time. And so 
the Lord's been dealing with me about this. Uh, personally, he's been dealing with me about this because there's a lot to do. There's a little bit of time to do it. There's a little bit, only a little bit of people to do it with. And so the Lord has kind of said, listen, man, you cannot be weary in well-doing. Doesn't matter what, what the cause is, you, you still, and I, I love something that the Lord shared with me this week. I just read a, a, a quick passage, not going to tell you where I found it or where I saw it, but it was just a simple scripture where the Lord took the disciples away to a deserted place so they could rest. And I think the Lord is preparing the people right now so you can enjoy your walk with the Lord more than you've ever enjoyed it before, but you will allow the Lord to be your shepherd and not just your Savior, and, and, and you, will, you will kind of tap into this frame of mind because of, of where we're going, and you just got to trust what I'm telling you, where we are going, this will, this will suit you up better than anything else. It will get your mind on God and how he's a supplier, how he loves you, he takes care of you, he's never going to walk out or walk away from you, he's not going to just tell you to figure stuff out by yourself. He's a shepherd, he's a good shepherd. And as we get more into prophecy, let me say it like that, as we see more of this book being fulfilled, you don't need to be worked up about anything but the fact that God is your shepherd and he loves you and he's taking care of you and that's going to land right in the book of Isaiah this morning at the 40th chapter. We're going to start at the 27th verse, but God's trying to help us out, people. I'm telling you now, I love you, I love me, but God's trying to help us out. The question is, will we allow the Lord to help us out? And I've made my mind up. I'm going to let him help me because what he's trying to help me with is something that I just, I don't take care of myself. And I speak for a lot of people here. You don't take care of yourself. And I don't mean sit down and never do anything. I just mean we don't take care of the temple. I joke about it all the time. Now, this is where you're going to walk out. So I'm going to put this out here first. People, when we're over at the other campus working, you know, and we show people, Something will come up about the workout rooms, the free workout rooms, male and female. People say, man, this is nice. I didn't know this was here. I'd like to come sometime. I said, you can. You can come. I said, but let me tell you how it works with our crowd. I figured it's good to do this first. Then I don't have to worry about doing this later on. I said, we can have a free buffet or ice cream, all you can eat, desserts. I said, and people will take off of work early to get here early to show up to be first in line to do it. I said, but we can say we got free workout rooms, no membership fee or nothing. You can't beat people with a, with a whip with hot iron on the end of it to get there. Well, I, and that's what we do. We will do unhealthy things, but we won't do healthy things. We know this when the fast comes around. Amen. All hearts, minds clear. We can go home now. Amen. Amen. Yes, we can. So, we don't take care of ourselves is what I'm saying. And the thing about it, you can neglect your body and abuse your body, and you'll pay for it. You reap what you sow in every form imaginable. But on a spiritual side, if you neglect 
things that God has put in place for your benefit and for my benefit, there's going to be times when you're going to need fuel that it's not that it's not available, but you just cannot tap into it. You're not able to squeeze the gas handle and get it out. And that's because we don't train our mind and fix our mind on things above. We don't do it. And so we run out of gas, we run out of steam, and we sit down on God and we question God. That's a good time for me to start with verse 27 because I'm kind of painting you a picture with me and you of what Isaiah was painting and telling these people in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, starting with verse 27. It says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is is passed over by my God. Isaiah is saying, why are you saying that God's not mindful of you? Why are you saying that God don't care? Why are you saying that God doesn't notice? God doesn't, the all-seeing all eye does not see. Why are you saying that? And then he goes on in verse 28, and he says this. Have you not known? It, it, I mean, if we, if we were to turn it on right now, he said, what's up with that? He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, which is Jehovah Olam, by the way, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. We're not just talking about any God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He neither faints nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable, kind of like what I was telling you about when he said Wednesday night this morning. Don't try to figure God out. Don't even take the time to question God. I mean, you can, but, but you're wasting valuable time. His ways are unsearchable. The Bible says in verse 29 that this God we're talking about, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases in strength. That ought to make anybody shout right there. The people that are weak in doing, in living, in serving, in giving, in praying, in fasting, in reading, in helping, and you war slap out like the disciples were. The Bible says that he actually doesn't just give you rest, but he gives power to the weak people. And he also, to those who have no might, he increases your strength. Imagine that. The weak person gets power, and if that wasn't enough, he increases your strength. He makes you stronger. Paul went on to say it later on in the New Testament. He said, when I'm weak, that's actually when I'm made strong. He was referring to that because he knew what Isaiah was talking about. Even the youth, verse 30 says, shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly follow it. It means even people that's a third of my age. On their own strength, they'll pass out, they'll give out, they won't last. He said, they, they won't be able to be even in the same category you will be in, but those, here we go, those. You got to figure out today, the mystery of Sunday the 25th is to figure out if you are a those. Or I'll say it's an invitation if you want to be of those starting the 25th of Sunday. 
But those who wait, whoa, 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 what, what, what did you say? We hate that word, amen? Those, but those, those that wait on the Lord. You know, like you wait on a sale, like you wait on the deal, like you wait on the weather, like you wait on your children, like you wait on one another, like you, like you wait on the food to get done. Those that wait on the Lord, and then he lists four things. Are you ready for them? You can underline them or remember them. Put them in the app. If you're in the app, you can put them right inside the notes on this message today. Those that wait on the Lord, let's count them off. Number one, shall renew their strength. Anybody use about 16 ounces of that right now? Well, if you don't want yours, give me the crump, give me the sip. I'll take all the sips that left if you don't need a full 16 ounces. I can use some strength right now. Number one, he'll renew those, those people that are waiting. He, he, he's going to renew their strength. Number two, they shall mount up with wings as or like eagles. He didn't say you'd be an eagle. He said, but the same benefit that the eagle has from having wings that are enormous, way over, when they're spread, they're way over the size of the core of their body. The Lord, I just feel the Lord. The Holy Ghost is helping me right there. Those that wait on the Lord, they'll mount up with wings like eagles. Number three is they shall run and not be weary. And the last one is they will walk, but they shall not, will not faint. Those, I'm, let me just stop. Anybody hungry to be a those today? You're missing out. You're online. You're missing out if you if you don't want to be of those. Your own strength is going to let you down. Your own wisdom is going to fail you. you, you your own your own stamina will disappear. It will. The devil will outlast you. The devil knows when you're not of those. The devil knows when I'm not. I didn't mean to start preaching yet, but the devil knows when you're not willing to wait, when you won't wait, when you're tired of waiting, and when you don't believe in waiting, the devil knows when you are not of those. And you know what he'll do? The opposite of the four things that I just read to all of you and we looked at together. And, and so let's reverse that really quick. He will do things that will take or drain your strength. He will not allow you to soar. You know what? You know why God gives us eagle like eagle's wings? He, he does that for us. Because an eagle can soar above all the mess, number one. See, as long as you are not of those, as long as you don't have time because you're busy and you are sister or brother it, You'll always be in the thick of the mess, amen? You'll always be hung out with all the other people that's on their way down. You, you, you can't soar. And, and an eagle, the great thing about soaring is there's no work when you soar. They don't have to work to stay up there. They just soar. That's why, God, you are able to mount up with wings. Not work up, not, not 
give up, not do all you, not generate, you, -uh, you will mount up. That means you're already up there. God just takes you right there when you've waited on him and he puts you up there. You don't have to fly to get there if God's going to mount you up there. But you've got to wait on the Lord. And the good thing about soaring above all the mess going on right now, that's going to continue to go on, all the personal things you're, you're going through within your life. The, the, I love the eagle because an eagle can sit on a mountain 400 feet away from a, 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 a salmon or something in the, in the water and can see that fish. Nobody else can't do that. You know what these old vultures have to do? They have to eat dead junk on the side. I talked about vultures in the book. But vultures, they just eat dead things, rotten things. And that's the way it is, hallelujah, when you don't wait on the world. You have to, you have to settle for what the devil has already killed and left on the side of the road because you can't do nothing about it. You sure can't get up there to get you something fresh. You sure can't Psalm 34 and taste and see that the Lord is good. You got to deal with what the devil is willing to give you on the side of the road. It's rotten. It's going to kill you. It's not going to make you healthy. All it's going to do is keep you down low like a vulture, like something that has no really drive, no real drive in life or purpose. And that's why the devil loves for us not to wait on the Lord because if we wait on the Lord, he knows what's around the corner. He knows you're going to get up there where you're going to be better off where you're going to be able to be fed properly where you're going to have the proper nutrition where you're going to get the spiritual vitamins you need because you won't get it just being a predictable everyday church attending Christian it don't exist you got to be a those and I wondered the first time I've ever seen this in I don't know how many decades of my life but the Lord taught me something this morning. God very easily could have just said, you know, those that run, they'll not be weary. And I wondered this. I said, God, now why did you put running? Why did you make a reference to running and walking? I just kind of think it would all be the same. He said, because you're not hearing what thus saith the Lord. You see, Paul talks about, in his writings, Paul talks about our relationship after the cross when we're saved. He talks about us being in a race. Does that sound familiar to anybody? We are all running a race, not sitting watching a race, not wondering how good you're doing running the race, but we are all, if we are the those, we are waiting, but we are, run, we are, in a, we are engaged in a race. That's why he said at the end of his life, he said, you know, I fought a good fight. He ran the race. He kept the faith. He finished his course. And the Lord let me know that when we are running, that's, that's what we are doing. We are in the race to fulfill why God's left us on this earth. He said, and if you are running... See, if you run and run and run and run and run all the other races of life in the world, you're going to get weary, amen, I do. I'm not going to stand up here and be it. I'm telling you, I run myself ragged for everybody and everything else that don't have anything eternal attached to it. 
I'm including me, y'all. I'm not preaching to you today. You're just sitting here listening to me talk to myself. I run myself to death for things that is not going to be any gain whatsoever in my life. And I'll do it. I can't say no. I won't say no. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter what it is. And I'm not trying to draw any attention. I'm trying to draw your attention to what God is telling you to. The Bible says when I'm willing to wait on the Lord and I'm running the race, I'm not going to sit down on God. I'm not, I'm not going to COVID God. I'm not going to COVID the Word. I'm not going to COVID the work of God. I'm not going to do that to God that sent His Son to shed His blood for me. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to run, 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 and I'm keeping on running until that man a mile up the road takes my carcass if I don't go and puts me in the ground. Do you hear me? I'm going to run the race that I'm supposed to be running right now. But the other part of this, the walking, that's my relationship with the Lord. You see, when I'm running, that's my racing for God. But when I'm walking... That's my relationship with God, the shepherd I've been talking to you about. That's my relationship. You know, and the reason is, and, and you can look at this several ways. This is not an exclusive explanation of this, but this is one way that we need to focus today. See, when I'm walking in a relationship, Enoch walked with God, the Bible says, and he was not. When I'm walking in a relationship, with people. God knows what I've been dealing with this week, and I, I'll be very generic here, but when you're in a relationship and you are walking with somebody or bodies, people, then after a while, you, 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 can, you can get to a point, I want to say this in a Christian way, where people get on your nerves. Does anybody want to amen that? Don't look at anybody when you say amen. Keep your eyes up here when you amen that part. Okay, don't be looking, uh, amen, okay. When you are with people, you're walking and you get to a level, a lot of you are under conviction, do we need to just stop and have an altar call right now? You, a lot of people are just laughing, but I, I believe it's conviction. We walk and we're in this relationship and, and we just want to, we feel like I can't, take, I, I, can't, I can't do people another day. I can't do you another day. I need a break. And we, we, we have a spirit like we're going to faint, like we just can't do it no more. See, the Lord's, and, and see, we even get to a point with God where we're walking with God. We're, we're in this relationship, and we are walking with the Lord. And because things didn't quite work out the way I thought they were going to work out, or God, I thought the last time when somebody else was in this same predicament, you responded a different way. See, we, we like to hold God to all kinds of standards. Amen. And so when things don't do like that, after a while in our personal lives, we kind of faint. And when you faint, that means you're not, you don't do anything if you fainted. But the Lord says this, if you wait on me, if you just wait on me, he said the whole, the whole walk, the whole walk, your whole walk, your whole relationship with me, I'll be right there and I will allow you to never faint. 
The Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He makes a way when there is no way. You know why he does that too, don't you? That's because he won't allow me while I'm walking with him to faint. He won't allow me, even though the devil will come and give me a right and left hook, and I'll start to fall. The Lord is there to pick me up. He won't allow you to faint. He won't allow you to be taken out. He won't allow more to be put on you than you can bear. That's what he's there for. And see, that's why we've got to get our minds on the right thing, folks. I'm really trying to be so delicate but obedient at the same time. You've got to take your mind or you're going to be like a vulture down here. You're just going to be eating the crumbs of the world. You're going to be eating the stink of the world and you're going to get that in return. We've got to get our minds where God is and on God's promises what he said. He's still holding people up. He's still renewing strength. He's still mounting people up with wings even as I preach right now. God's doing that and he's still taking people and he won't allow you you to faint but you got to wait on him you got to wait on him you got to understand the Bible tells us in the 27th chapter of Psalms Bible says wait on the Lord be of good courage that's what you do that's the attitude you have while you're waiting on the Lord be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart wait two times it's mentioned wait I say, David said, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And then over in the 40th chapter, psalmist continued to say, I waited patiently for the Lord. I did. I'm not telling you. I'm not just giving you advice. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He heard my cry just because I waited. It didn't, he, he didn't say, I prayed, I fasted, I rolled around, I went to church four weeks in a row. He said, I just waited on the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of God, folks. The Bible goes on to say that in the 106th chapter of Psalms, they soon forgot his work. And they waited not for his counsel. And that's what happens when you don't wait on the counsel of the Lord. When you don't wait on God every day. But, but uh, say, I don't have a watch on, but I'm running out of time, God. You know the deadline. You know what's going to happen. You know the backlash of all this. God, you know about it. And, and, and if something don't happen today, I'm afraid I'm going to have to. I can't wait no longer. And you read your Old Testament. People weren't willing to wait on God. They did everything from elect a king to build a God out of gold. It always ends up in devastation, and it always will. You've got to know that I have to wait on God. And let me tell you something that you might be thinking, but yeah, Opie, but what happens if he don't do this by the 29th, which is on Thursday of this week, which I've already got news that something has to be decided by then. Let me tell you what God will do. God will always honor your waiting even if it's at the midnight hour. And if you are not moving fast enough, that same God that's able to make you mount up with wings as an eagle, he's able to take his right foot and kick you in the seat of your pants and speed you up and get you on track where you need to be. You're not going to be punished by God for waiting on God. You won't. You never will. The Bible's full of examples. You won't be. And see, 
this is so foreign to all of us because here we go. I'm in the double drive through at Chick-fil-A, you see. All I ordered was a kid's meal. We don't like to wait. We ain't got time to cook, amen? But I had to wait 45 seconds. And all I ordered was 19 number one meals. That's all I ordered. I don't understand. They don't have the dining room open. They've got all these youngins working there, and they're moving like rabbits. They're working so hard, working so good. How come they can't get, I've got to go. See, your whole life, your whole life, that's why we don't wait. You've been groomed not to wait. You've been, and, and by, can I just, can I give a, a kind of a, a, a praise report disclaimer right here before I get back to my garage? If you ever get great service at Chick-fil-A, I want you to remember these names. Sarah, Nathan, Caleb. It's their fault. If you ever get good service, because we got great people from our church keeping Chick-fil-A up and running. We do. But see, we're not accustomed to waiting. Everything about our life. Amazon told you you were going to get that tomorrow, didn't they? You're going to get it tomorrow. You bought it because it was on sale and you can give it to somebody in December, but you're mad because you didn't get it today. We have a problem with waiting, folks. I did not water my garden because the weatherman said it was going to rain. Man, we don't even wait on rain. And so, no wonder, folks, when we get to a point in our walk and in our life, when the Bible tells us just to wait on the Lord, just wait. But, Opie, I went. And I'm, I've got stage four cancer. Because of COVID, we have gotten a foreclosure letter on our home. My child has lost a whole year of learning because they needed that, and they've, they're back a grade level. We don't have reliable means of transportation. My neighbors do not respect the fact that I'm a Christian I've prayed about it. I, I don't know what else to do. And we can paint a thousand situations, but I'm telling you today, if you don't wait on God and don't make life-threatening decisions, especially until God has given you the green light, you're going to make irreversible mistakes 
folks. And this is what the devil is after in the church of the living God right now. He's trying to get us to keep this fast pace, not honor the relationship that Jesus died so we could have with God, so God could be your Jehovah Jireh supplying God, so he could take care of you, put you in green pastures, so he could renew your strength, so he could help you out when you're weary, so he could mount you up above all the mess while every other Christian is bump fuzzled. They don't know why. They're bickering. They're fighting. They're fussing. They don't know. Here you are. You're just waiting on the next meal to swim by because you honor God's word. You wait on God and God blesses you by honoring his word. I don't want to I don't want to be weary. I've made my mind up. I'm going to run. He's kept me alive to run, church. Not just watch. And I, I want to be very careful again. But I want to say this in closing. If you're going to do something for God, I realize God didn't call you to be a Billy Graham. He didn't call me to be a Billy Graham. We need to get, our, and, and starting with me, we need to get our eyes off of what other people seem to be doing for God. And we need to just say, God, here I am. I'm a vessel. I'm just going to wait right here. You know, a long time ago when... And the only reason I, I've already called Nathan's name one time, the only reason I remember this song is because when the movie Fireproof come out, y'all remember that? There was a track, I think the, name, the guy's name was John Waller, that sang on that, and Nathan was young, and he wasn't completely talking plain yet, but he would sing that song a lot, humming it, uh, that while I'm waiting, I will worship. While I'm waiting, I will work while I'm waiting. Go look it up. It'd do you good to hear it today and listen to it. But that's what I want us all to understand. There is a race for you to be running in. Church attendance is part of it. Giving is part of it. Tithing is part of it. Praying and fasting is part of it. But there is a daily as you walk with the Lord. See, we think that as long as we do what seems to look like worshiping the Lord's fine, then we're okay. But see, God, He doesn't want you just to be a worshiper. He told the woman at the well, those that worship me have to worship me in spirit and in truth. And you know what a lot of that spirit and truth is? You ain't doing anything about it. And see, you may face this in your house. Especially if you are opposite of each other, opposites attract. I reminded my lovely wife of that this week. Opposites attract. It was a good conversation, though. Opposites attract. I said it and walked out and closed the door so I couldn't hear it. No, it wasn't. Opposites attract. And this is what you have to do. You have to know in your heart Joshua 24, 15, as a family, as a couple, or as a friend, or, or whatever. As for me and my house, we're making a covenant commitment. 
we are going to serve the Lord. Part of serving the Lord is racing and running and all of that, but it's waiting on the Lord. See, I believe there isn't a, a true neglect to be a true worshiper of God, but I believe there is a greater neglect of waiting on God because you are not customed or accustomed. You haven't been customized by the world to wait on anything. I saw a video without going any further than this the other day that, you know, somebody just secluded in their house and the only way that they have any contact is that an Amazon drone comes and delivers their stuff and it goes away. And no waiting. In some cities, and I keep bringing that up, it's not a plug and I'm not fussing. But I'm just saying, when is fast, it's like the Internet. You know, we all used to want to get 56K. A lot of you know I just lost you. I, 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 I should have said something in the 30s. I just lost you when I said uh, 56K. Let me demonstrate what 56K is. That's you getting on the Internet back in the old days. Y'all remember that? Well, then they come out with one megabyte or megabit. Man, that was good. Then they kept coming out with more and more and more. Then we got to 100. Some places have got a, a gigabit or a gigabyte. That's really fast. In fact, I just told my sister about, she's watching right now, and I will get a praise report after this, trying to watch the movie, The Chosen. We were sharing this. I said, you got to watch this. This is really good. It'll help you. You'll love it. It'll just make you fall in love with, with the stories in the Bible and the Word all over again, trying to stream it. She had a three megabyte connection at her house. And I said, I don't even know how your equipment will even operate at such a blazing speed. That's like saying, y'all are going to go get in a car and go home. I'm going to go get on a little bicycle of Beckham's and I'm going to ride. That, that's the difference. You see, we keep going on fast. It's not fast enough anymore. Waiting on a page to load on the Internet used to be what it was all about. I, I'm just waiting. When this page loads, I'll be able to tell you. Well, now, everything's got a blink. And I'm telling you all these foolish uh, illustrations because I want you to understand, right now, you, like you are in this church, me like, you are not wired to wait on anything including God. I want you to stand because I want you to show I want to show you something. I didn't know where this was going to play play at this morning. But when I started to walk out of my office, something fell on the ground and I picked it up. The Lord said, "Take that to the pulpit with you this morning." And this is now I understand it now because I'm reading it again while I'm talking to you. But this is one of our biggest problems right here. The sign says, it's better to have God approve than the world applaud. 
Everybody hear that pretty good? One more time. It is better to have God approve than the world applaud. And you see, there was a man in the Bible who was in authority. You'll know the story. And he could have done right by the Son of God, by your Lord and Savior. But he was worried about what people thought. He wanted to stay in cahoots with the people more than he wanted to be in cahoots with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if we don't get to a point where we're more worried about what God thinks every second of our life, you don't have to worry about waiting on God because that won't even be low on your list. It won't even make it on my list. We've got to defriend the world. I don't mean, or unfriend. I don't mean be ugly or be unchristlike to people, but you've got to get to a place because your friends, your people, your family, even your church family, they're not going to accept the fact and they don't have time. They're not going to wait on you while you wait on God. So what I'm saying is you got to choose who you're going to serve, and you got to choose what God you really don't mind waiting on. I do too. I do too. I've got to choose this. And I told somebody the other day about a different subject. I said, listen, you've got to get closer and closer in your walk with God so that you can build up strength because the decisions, and I speak for me and a lot of other uh, pastor friends of mine I said we've got to man up spiritually on our knees and stay in the word of God because the noose the pressure whatever you want to call it the clamp the grip the vice, it's only going to keep closing in and you're going to have to make a decision somewhere along this path before the Lord comes back I believe or you're just going to have to cower down and be down there with the vultures of the world I'm talking about preachers now so, in closing today, part two of closing today, if you really want renewed strength, if you really want the get out of it, get out of it, you call it mess, drama, world, people, pressure, whatever you want, you want to mount up with wings like eagles, you're ready to be engaged in the race. See, a lot of us are weary anyway. We're just weary because we, we, we do stuff all the time. Sun up, sun down. We, we do something. And I don't mean you have to be running the roads or anything. You're just busy all the time. We're busy all the time. And that may not change. But what can change is what I do, where I turn my focus, I'm going to be constantly mindful of this race I'm in and God's not going to let me get weary in doing it. If it was possible to get weary, the Apostle Paul wouldn't have kept on. Y'all hear me now, don't you? After the first rock that hit him in the head, he'd have said, I'm out. You can tell me about all that now. But he kept on. Because God, hallelujah, through the power of the Holy Ghost, allowed him to, to run and not be weary. And then every time he got where he could faint, God put the disciples around him. They'd come minister to him like the angels did Jesus. See, 
Hallelujah. God even did it for his own son. You don't think he's going to do it for you. Let's pray this morning. Father in heaven, I need to wait. God, and I, I, I know I'm praying personally right now. But God, I, I, I need to wait if I'm going to if I'm going to be able to finish and if I'm going to finish the way you intended for me to finish. Lord, help me not to be anxious for anything, but everything needs to be covered with prayer and supplication. I pray, God, over every man, woman, every student, child here, and those that are online. God, that, that we would not use waiting as a cop-out because, Lord, it's all about our relationship with you. I pray, God, that we would right now make our mind up that we are those. Every time I go through a drive through every time I'm in line to check out, pump gas, or anything at all, Lord, would you, would you allow the power of the Holy Ghost to remind all of us, Lord, of waiting for you. We need it, Lord. We need a reminder every day. Every person that's not a believer, this is what you need to do. If you want to be a person that can wait on the Lord to help you complete the rest of your life in a way that's pleasing to God and honoring His Word and will be better on you now and for all eternity, all you have to do is say, Lord God, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness, Lord. The Bible says that He's a faithful God. He'll forgive you. He'll help you. We as a church, as a body of brothers and sisters, we'll pray for you. We'll put some instructions on the screen that you can get immediate help and resources for right now. But God, we lift up everybody. And we pray, God, that you would help us all to know that if you were not for us, oh God, Lord, if you were not for us, you would not care about what wings we had on, whether we were weary or we were fainting or anything else. But you care that much for us because you're our shepherd, oh God. And I pray right now, that you would help us to hear. In fact, we're going to turn that song up that they found and are playing. Praise God for that. And I just want you to listen to a chorus of it and we're going to go. And I want you to think about your life now and your agenda this week. Hallelujah.
out of prayer? Hallelujah. Now, Lord, while we wait, we pray that you would let the words of our mouths, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Now, we're not through yet. We got one more thing to do. Before we leave, we're, gonna pray, we're just going to pray for people. We got so many people that just need for brothers and sisters in the Lord to, to intercede for them. Everything you can think of and not think of is going to be represented in this prayer. And what I need you to do, God knows, but what I really need or feel led for us to do is to pray a prayer, something like, God, you know what's represented and connected to everybody in this room, the people, the situations, and all, and the people of this church. And God, we pray for them because some people may not know to wait. Some people may not be willing to wait. And God, we got to lift them up. And whatever you're doing, God, we're going to have faith and I'll talk about this Wednesday night, about having faith in the waiting. We're going to talk about that. But we need to pray for these people, and then, you, then you'll go home, I, I promise. So will you do that, Lord? We know that there's sicknesses that exist in our church. We know that there's every kind of thing from cancer to heart trouble to liver and kidney trouble, Lord, to all kind of emotional trouble, God relationship trouble. God, we know that all kinds of things, people have to make major decisions, Lord. All things, Lord, fall under the name of Jesus. And Father, as we come to you together as one, we don't lean to our own understanding, Lord. We know that your ways are unsearchable, and we've testified to that. But God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that every person here, their family, their work family, their school family, their uh, network family, whatever that looks like, God, in the name of Jesus, God, as people travel today to their homes all over the place this week, Lord, help us to be, Lord, under a covering of your protection, and God, help our minds to be so focused on the day and the hour that we're living in, not in the world or anything of the world around us. And Father, we'll give you praise. We lift up our family everywhere, God. And we ask that you're glorified in our lives this week as we truly wait and worship and run the race for you and with you. In Jesus' name, all God's people said,